Good morning, and welcome to the Providence Church Podcast. My name is Gabriel, and it's been a while since we've um, done anything. We've kind of taken uh, or put the podcast on a, on the back burner to take care of some other stuff. Um, but we're back, and we're telling stories about um, just Christians in the, our Omaha community. Um, and just, yeah, just looking for inspirational stories that might encourage our church family at Providence to worship God differently or take steps of faith. And so all that to say, um, today I'm joined by two of my close friends. I think I can say close. Rob yes. and Chase, <laughs> and also my wife, Ashley. Um, and yeah, uh, Rob and Chase, thank you for coming. This is going to be really fun. And I'm just, I've, I've, I found a lot of joy, like, from your story. Like, your story is, um, it's just really cool to see, like, what God um, can do and how he can shape and change hearts. And uh, yeah, we, you wrote a piece two weeks ago, I think, that we put out, and it was all kind of like the backstory of kind of what led you to this um, this sort of turning point in your life and this week um you kind of share like the rest of that story but for those who maybe haven't read the last article um like who are you guys and like what do you do we'll just start there like who are you and what do you do <laughs> my name's rob vanderveen and i'm a civil engineer at a little firm called lampernearson here in omaha and i'm chase vanderveen and um I've done a lot of different things, but I guess most recently I've been a wedding photographer for two and a half, almost three years. Um, now I'm kind of an English teacher, I guess, but I don't get paid. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And so um, a few weeks ago in your blog post, you told this sort of, um, it's not really a coming of age story, but it's sort of like a God gripping your heart story, right? Mm-hmm. Like if there was a, yes. a Christian version of a coming of age story, it would be like this one. Mm-hmm. Um and so what, like briefly for like the next like 10 minutes, let's like, let's just unpack that story. Mm-hmm. And so like describe the, the point in your life when you guys were kind of felt like you needed to make some sort of change or mm-hmm. take some wild moves or what was that like? Well, we were uh, living in Dundee and I was kind of in corporate America. Chase's career was going really well with her photography business. And uh, we kind of just felt, God calling us to do something out of the ordinary. Um, Chase had been to um, a prophecy night at a church called Waypoint in Omaha where they said, there's big things for you and your husband out there and you just got to go get them. And so um, we prayed into that and and Chase actually had a vision about um, uh, traveling and seeing the world and seeing what else is out there. And so um, Chase and I had lot of discussions about what that really meant if that meant us going to be missionaries overseas or if it meant um just traveling and seeing things that we hadn't experienced before and that's kind of what we ended up on uh we i took five months off work we went and saw 16 different countries and um yeah just kind of broadened our our horizons a little bit and saw some people groups, we volunteered at a place in Athens for uh, a refugee ministry um, called Helping cool. Hands. That was awesome. And then we also ended up in Southeast Asia where we um, were in Thailand with a, a, a church plant that's related to um, the advanced movement. So, Chase, you want to take it from there? Yeah, and like kind of preceding that trip, um, we 
had been working with refugees um, slightly. So kind of how we got into that was Rob and I had been leading a city group out of our apartment in Dundee. And um, we had just like kind of just started diving into the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit actually being a part of our faith lives. I mean, up until like January of 2016, I'd say like, you know, we'd kind of neglected the Holy Spirit. It hadn't been a part of our church journey or church experience. Um, and then City Light Benson really introduced that um, into our lives. And it was amazing. We had this like Holy Spirit conference in like March of 2016. And that conference really like um, unpacked the Holy Spirit and who he is and how he can, I don't know, like that he's just not something to be scared of um, and how incredible it can be in your life when you really... Um, when you're not neglecting a whole third of the Trinity. So yeah, yeah that's pretty uh, mind blowing. So as we started kind of diving into the Holy spirit and the gifts and stuff like that, we were just like hungry for God. And um, so being city group leaders are like, we need to, I don't just serve and do something. We need to be more involved in our community and that kind of thing. So as we started looking for opportunities, um, a girl at our church, Quinn had, um, just she was like working for global friends and uh we she had been connected with a woman who knew about like this refugee community and apartment complex um really close to city light benson and so she was trying to get some at least one city group to partner with her to start an esl ministry with this um, refugee community um so she just like reached out to us even though at the time we really didn't know her um now she's just one of my best friends but um and asked for our involvement, and we were like, well, yeah, we know nothing about refugees at all, and we certainly don't know anything about, like, teaching English, and we've also certainly never even heard of Karen people, like, what is that, who is that, um, but that sounds great, like, we'll just do it, so it kind of became this thing where it was going to be every Sunday, um, just for an hour in a refugee's apartment in their living room. And we we're going to just teach English and watch their kids while some of us taught and some of us played with the children. And, um, so we just did it like more just like a, I don't know, not even like an act of, an, of obedience. I think at the time to be it was just like we're leaders and we were called to have our city group do some kind of service. <laughs> yeah. And this it is wasn't the, like we were great people. This is the it. easest thing. Yeah. So we jumped in. Totally. And so we just started teaching and um, Rob was with the kids each week. And I don't know. Yeah. Like, I just want to really make it clear that it was just something like, okay, this is great. We'll do this each week. And we weren't great people. I just like. It was something (laughs) that um, we didn't look forward to. We uh, it's not like we dreaded it, but like we'd be taking a nap on Sunday and set the alarm for 20 minutes before we had to go because just like, uh we got to go do this. So, yeah. yeah. All that to say, though, that God just uses, you know, little things like that. Like, even in, I don't know, our sinfulness and that. Like, God was still using that to change our hearts because fast forward, like, six months later, it just started becoming everything to us. You know, we started actually, even through just an hour a week, we were building these relationships with these um, Karen women and children and just, like, loved these people and wanted to spend more and more time with them. So um, because of my photography schedule, I had so much flexibility um, to just put off editing during the day or whatever to take them to a doctor's appointment or take them to the DMV or whatever it is that they needed to do. And they just sort of started 
calling me when they needed something and that was so 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 cool and so by the time um yeah go ahead. yeah so the the ministry we felt like was really kind of starting to roll and we had built a little community of teachers and volunteers and we felt like we were kind of hitting our stride and the thing that sucked was that like we had planned this world travel thing like almost a year in advance. And so right as this ESL ministry felt was like really picking up steam, it was like we're leaving and we're going to be gone for six months. And like these relationships, like I don't know if they'll be sustained. Like what will mm. this look like when we come back? We feel a little bit left out because this group of people is so tight knit. And, and and right as we kind of feel like we're hitting our stride or we're leaving. Yeah, yeah, so it was a lot of questioning God. Like, I remember last, we left August of 2017 and didn't return until December. And um, I remember in July, I was like, How, who am I to complain about, like, saying that the Lord has called us to travel the world? Like, what an incredible thing. Like, I am so privileged and for me to complain or whatever, you know, just is terrible. But at that moment, I was like, oh, why, God, why are you asking us to leave when things are so good? Like, we love our church, we love our community, and we love these refugees, and to leave, it just didn't make sense, but we're like, God, like, we just, we know you have something for us, and we know you're going to open our eyes to something overseas that's going to call us in the right direction for 2018, and, like, give us purpose, like, I don't even know, I mean, we spent um, more hours praying in 2017 than, like, ever in our lives combined. I mean, the amount of praying we did was astonishing and, um, but so cool for our faith and for our hearts. But boy, we were just like, God, like we will do anything. We will go anywhere. We will do anything, whatever it is you call us to. And Mm. I had legitimately stopped booking any work for 2018 in the hopes that whatever it was that God called us to in 2018, I'd be able to drop everything and just go. So if that meant he wanted us starting in January, right after we returned back to the United States to be overseas somewhere, I wouldn't have any weddings in um, the States that would be kind of holding us back. And we'd just be able to, to leave and say yes to God. And so our hearts were on fire. And um, do you want me to go into like how we actually got to the apartments? Cause yeah, yeah. I mean, that'd be awesome. So you, you left on a trip and it wasn't, it wasn't just like kind of willy nilly. You, you actually sought like counsel. I remember yeah, you talking, totally. like you were talking to your pastors, you were like <laughs> yeah. working on like, Hey, we think we should do this. Is this like mm. a good idea or a bad yeah, idea? Yeah. Does this like line yeah. up with like what you know about us and our hearts? Like, is there sin in this? Like, could God really call someone yeah. to travel the yeah, world? Yeah. Like, you know, and they were yeah. all like for you guys and they yeah. like, loved you guys. Oh man, that was incredible. Um, and it was awesome. And you guys have so many stories and that could be like a whole segment by itself. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, God like spoke to you there and mm. you came back like you didn't stay. And yeah. so like, what was that like, like coming back mm. to the States mm. after coming back was really hard. Um, Chase got sick and it, well, we both got very sick, uh, at the tail end of our trip and we were on a one meal a day plan because <laughs> post meal we were we were kind of done for the day. Um, <laughs> we were sick. <laughs> Southeast Asia will do that to you. And so Chase has a has this ongoing stomach issue she's had for years, but it was kind of heightened when we were in Asia. And once we got back to the states, it it never really slowed down. So just in a bad place, and and we we didn't have somewhere to live. I was starting work again. We were actually living with Chase's twin sister. Um, 
in her house, which is super nice mm-hmm. while we were trying to figure things out. Um, one thing we had said before our trip was, you know, if, we're, if we don't end up staying, if, we're, if we don't feel called to a certain country um, or a certain people group, maybe we can think about moving in with the the refugees. And so we got back and we said, well, here we are again. Um, maybe it's time to try and move in with the refugees. And yeah, and I was like, Mm-mm. <laughs> nope. Well, and so like a little bit. I was yeah. like, "Oh, it sounds great in theory. Like, what a great thing!" But yeah, yeah, we like, thought about like <laughs> moving into a house close to the the complex that we knew um, where we had volunteered uh, six months prior. Um, but eventually, we just kind of came to the consensus. You know, let's let's go all in, and so. Yeah, I mean, I think it was me. I was like, I'm 25. Um, I want to be like my friends who are moving into their first homes and um, have a lawn and just a space to call their own and to start a family and all these things that I just expected I would be doing at 25 years old. And I was like, I don't want to move into a dirty apartment complex that's falling apart and awkward with ever no one speaks my language and all this stuff so yeah that was more my disobedience that I was like oh yeah let's find a let's still buy a home and do the things that like I selfishly want to do um, but we'll just buy a home that's really close so we could even still walk and be nearby and I think Robbie was like it's either like a yes or a no chase and like you know moving into a home close by is just telling God no and um yeah, it's not just even like a half-hearted yes, it's a no. And um, and God wanted our total yes. And I think we both knew we needed to do it. Like we, like you said, we'd come back and we didn't feel, we felt like, why God, we went across the world for you. We saw all these things. You opened our eyes. It was incredible. Like it was just mountaintop experiences, literally and figuratively. And coming home and feeling no call or push to move to a certain country or um partner with a certain organization it felt devastating it felt like a loss of a dream for me and um so yeah I think as we started realizing okay well God has us in Omaha at least right now I mean that doesn't mean forever but for now it's Omaha and so what can we do that's going to line up with God's will and it's honestly just the only thing that made sense and had we not moved in um you know I just i I just know that's what God had for us. And I'm so thankful for Robbie to have said, like, we have to do this. Go ahead. So then we um, we spent the next couple of days trying to figure out. We knew who the landlord was, but it took a couple of days to contact him and (laughs) meet him on site and get a tour. And it was interesting because we we had in our minds exactly where we wanted to live. There is an apartment complex at the corner of Northwest Radial and 52nd Street and the way the apartments are set up is there's like four or five kind of detached houses that are broken up into units. And then there's like a big U-shaped building. Um, and where we had spent most of our time prior was in the U-shaped building. And that's what we knew. That's where we played with the kids was in this courtyard in the middle of the U. Um, and we taught out of one of those apartments in the U. And so when the apartments were being shown to us, we saw two apartments in the detached units. And he was like, well, I have one more I could show you. And um, he he was like, it's not really ready yet, but do you guys want to see it? And 
kind of in Chase and I, my eyes, mind, we were looking for any way out to not live here. And we we're like, well, these aren't the, these aren't the true refugees apartments if <laughs> yeah, we're not living yeah. in the U. Um, but the last one he showed us was right underneath um, one of the refugees that we had been, um, built a relationship with. yeah, that we had built a relationship with prior. So, mm. yeah. So w- he just brought us inside. It was so funny. And there was so much, I don't know, stuff out. They were remodeling some different things and there was just dirt and dust and tools and everything was taken off wall like anyway and so we just like step inside and didn't even look around at all and I was just like yep this is the one we want we know (laughs) and the guy was like why (laughs) I don't understand don't you want to like take a look around at all and we're like oh yeah I guess we should like look at it but no like that's fine though but we know this is the one we want and stuff so um he was confused and we didn't explain ourselves but um it was great and yeah from that moment on um i think that day was cool because my upstairs well our future upstairs neighbor was home and she saw us and you know she hadn't seen us in six months so she saw me through the window and came running outside chase you're home and i was amazed because um her English wasn't good enough six months before that to have even like said something like that. So it was really, really cool. Um, she had been learning while we were gone and, um, that for me was like, okay, God, yeah, like Mm. this is it. And we're going to live right below her. And how cool is that? And, um, so we knew. Yeah. That's amazing. So in a way it's sort of ironic and romantic that like, God, Mm. you know, the thing you were looking for was sort of like, in Omaha, like all along, kind of like right next to you. Um, so fast forward a bit um, to today and what, like, just give us like a, an average day, like in the apartment block, you know, like what, yeah. what is it you guys do on Northwest radio? And yeah, like what's, what's the community like? Ooh, it's crazy and awesome. It's like, I don't know, everything that I used, we used to pray about, like even like on our trip when we'd, we'd pray like, God, whatever it is that you do with us, like let it be with refugees. Like that's just our heart. And um, we, we know that you just, you know, have put that on us, um, on our hearts and on our minds and um, whatever it is, like, you know, we'd pr- I'd pray and imagine and dream and, um, and it was none of, none of these things. <laughs> um, so it's just so crazy to think like God just always, always, always has something so much greater than we could ever imagine. And um, his story is so much cooler than any story that we could ever write on our own if we were in control. So it's so neat. Um, yeah, I mean, starting in January, like, right away, like, we, we moved in January 6th. We didn't even, like, sleep there until January 13th. And then um, within, like, that first official week, so within the week of January 13th, I started teaching English out of our uh, living room. And, yeah, I mean, just want to, like, make it so clear. Like, I mean, I felt like, oh, God, I, I've turned down all these weddings for 2018. I don't have any work. Like, what am I going to do with my life? Like... I'm a loser, you know, <laughs> Rob has this job to go back to, but what, like, what do I have to do? And, um, like, I don't know, I need to figure this out. Am I going to do photography? Am I going to go apply for jobs? What am I going to do? So I'm kind of just sitting at home and, and yeah, I mean, I, 
yeah, there's like the this one we we've been there three days, and this woman, um, my neighbor, my upstairs neighbor who knows you know a little bit of English, knows enough English, had brought another neighbor who doesn't know any English um, to my apartment and tried to explain like we've got this leaking water situation in her apartment. We need help calling the landlord, um, you know, in so many words. And I'm like, okay, I'm gonna grab my coat and I put down my cereal. Like I'm still in my pajamas, and I'm like, yes, God, like there's a refugees at my door who are asking for my help like this is so so cool and so I grabbed my coat and we went over and sure enough there was like water just coming from the ceiling into her cabinets and like all over her dishes and whatever and so she had this bucket kind of collecting but it was collecting fast and um so I called and there was no answer and so I'm kind of also trying to explain so many words in a clear manner like I'm gonna keep calling I'm gonna keep trying to um get get someone out here to fix this and so I left and I'd actually like said you can come back to my apartment like I was like I need you know experience with these women and so they did they came back and with their kids even and just like looked around my apartment and they were just so sweet I mean we didn't say much because we couldn't um to each other but it was so cool to just like have them in our space and um anyway you know they went home and I was able to get a hold of the landlord later that day and it was amazing because um we had heard well we had known prior uh from just our ESL time at the apartments and stuff that when these people call the landlord like their the issues do yeah. not get fixed Slow um, oh just for like... sure like um, we're talking two months before someone comes out oh, wow. and we're talking like they call and call and call and call and call and no one ever comes out until um i don't know i don't know what the kicker is that they eventually come but um one or two months these people will wait and so that day like they actually came the very day we called and so their gratefulness for mm me but really Jesus you know um it was so incredible and so humbling and I remember that day like I had learned that week how to say good morning in Karen and so I walked out back over to the apartment to tell him I got a hold of the landlord and they said someone's coming today you know so I walk in and there's like five Karen people sitting around a breakfast table all eating together and um uh, you know, I just say, and they all like literally like start clapping even. I mean, it was so amazing. Like their faces just lit up. They were so excited. They're like laughing. Like it was amazing. And um, I just knew like even in that very moment, like we're three days into the apartment and just just me being able to say good morning and be able to just call a landlord. I mean, how easy is that, you know, but easy for us. Um, and oh man, just their appreciation and the beauty of that situation was so, so, so cool. And I think that was me realizing like I've been questioning God so much for two months and um, just really confused and feel like directionless and what are we doing? And yet God was like, I already had a plan for you. Like I had, I had all this figured out for you long before you even traveled the world, long before, you know, you even really discovered the Holy Spirit. Like, this is like my story for you. And so like, you know, just don't, don't feel like you need to be in control. Let go of that control, you know? And so that was amazing. That was really like the first day that, um, everything just started 
kind of the ball was rolling from then on. And um, so I'd see the a bunch of the moms gather in the courtyard every day at like 3.50 to go pick up their kids from Rose Hill Elementary that they walk to from our apartments um, that Rose Hill gets out at 4.05. And so I started realizing like, I need to like, <laughs> how do I make a relationship with these people? So because I can't speak their language, it's so awkward. I can't just like knock on their door and just be like, I want to come in and sit in your, li- your living room and stare at you. Like, I don't, you know, what do I do? How do I build these relationships? So I started like, there's a, our mailbox, um, (laughs) cluster mailboxes are in the courtyard. So I just like pretend to check my mail at 345, 350 when the women were gathering. And so then it was just like, oh, like you're out here too. That's (laughs) funny. I guess I'll just walk with you since we Uh, happen to both be outside. Clever. So then it was great. Yeah. Um, So each day, like for two weeks, I was walking with them and um, it was awkward at first, for sure. Like, no doubt. It was so uncomfortable. Um, I think one was like, why are you walking with us? You know, (laughs) Um, not that they didn't want me there, but it was like, who is she and why is she walking with us each day? And um, but they were so kind and never, you know, never acted like that. I'm just saying I assume that maybe that's what they were thinking. Um, and then about halfway through the second week, there was my upstairs neighbor was with us and she said, you know, what? there's these two women are too afraid to ask you if you will teach them English. And um, I'm like, oh, my gosh, when can we start like tomorrow? Because what am I doing with my life? Um, <laughs> that's great. Like that's that's like why we're here, you know. Yeah. So um, like, oh, my gosh, don't be afraid. I'm too afraid to ask you if I can teach you. So please, please, please. And so literally the very next morning they started get, gathering in my apartment in the mornings. And um, so that's broadened to now which is like i have a 9 a.m lady and then a 10 a.m lady and 11 a.m ladies three at 11 a.m and then i've got another four from 2 30 to 5 30 each day and um three days a week with those ladies but anyway so it's been incredible so our my days like during the day while robbie's at work is just that teaching or i mean every day is different um there's always some kind of need, you know, um, yeah. whether that's calling, making appointments hair or braiding, what'd you say? Hair braiding. Oh yeah. Braiding the little <laughs> girl's hair in the morning before they go to school. That's true. They come and knock on the window and knock on the door and, um, always peeking in to see if we're home. <laughs> that's for the sure. The other thing is we live in the basement, so everyone sees us. Yeah, that's for <laughs> Through sure. Through the blinds. And all the kids yeah. love being there, so it's true. Yep, yeah. they're there every single day after school. And yeah. when I say every day, I mean every day. <laughs> yeah. Like, And that's like something that was so like, okay, this is, this is our life now. Like from the get-go, the kids... Um, I mean, anywhere from like three to 10 kids each night. And um, from the get go, it's like, okay, we're, we're like quarter time parents. And we, we didn't really have any preparing for that. But like, and in many ways, I feel that God has been preparing us for it our entire lives, you know, but we just didn't, Mm. you know, necessarily know that. Um, But it's been like the greatest joy of my entire life. And I mean, just for instance, today, like was teaching but then spending an, the, another hour that I would usually teach um just calling back and forth from doctors to a workplace to explain an absence of work and um to get him an appointment so he can get a doctor's note and um and then 
taking him to that doctor's appointment later and that kind of thing. So, and I didn't know that when I woke up this morning that that was what my day was going to be like, but that's every day is just like, okay, let's play this by ear and be flexible. Um, because someone's going to knock on my door today and need me to, um, you know, call to figure out like they get called to do jury duty and it's like, they're not American citizens. So let's like, let's problem solve this. And, um, you know, just a knock to say, I need, I need to go to Walmart and, or I need to go to the pharmacy or, uh, what do I do about this mail that just came in the mail saying I'm not eligible for Medicaid anymore. Like let's make that call. And so, um, I don't know at all what I'm doing at all, but I think that, um, I'm very willing and the Lord is just here and giving me energy to do it and motivation. And like, these are my people. Like I just feel more connected to Karen people than, you know, any culture or people in my entire life, you know, and I never like understood that when people felt like a a call to a people group and how to like, what does that feel like? But it just sort of happens and you know that it's like the Lord is asking um, you to just um, pour in and, and you know, because like when you are exhausted from listening to another language that you don't understand all day long um, and it's like not frustrating to you, you know, instead it's like, Oh, like I'm, Mm. it's still my joy. Like, even though it is tiring and that kind of thing, I know that it's like, this is God's call and this is what, Mm. uh, what he's, what he wants from us and stuff like that. So it's been so, so, so cool. And yeah, we feed dinner almost every night to the kids and play with them and hang out with them. And it's, it's awesome. It's so tiring and we have no privacy, but, um, but it's good. Yeah. Really good. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it's um the 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 times I've been at your house there's always little faces in the window just kind of looking in and, <laughs> and then you shut the blinds and you're like it's time to just like shut off the world for a second. <laughs> and uh, then they're still like peering in. Yeah. Cracks. The cracks. <laughs> but no, that's awesome. And it's awesome to just see what God's doing um especially cuz I don't I don't know about you but sometimes you can almost feel like um with like your city group or whatever that you have like a community but you feel almost like disattached from it in a way, but you're, you're sort of building like a community like there, like you're living life with these people, which is actually like very uncommon, even for people that are like not from Corinne, you know, just like in the States, like it's just Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that kind of community is like the thing that people maybe kind of want, but just can't seem to find. Yeah. Even if you live in an apartment complex. Mm. Um, and so that's just very cool how God's provided and he's giving you like gospel opportunities Mm. to just love people. Um, and so, uh, that said with the few minutes we have left, um, how would you guys encourage like the church, like to either like take that next step of faith or to take like a giant step of faith and like move into like a community or just like, you know, maybe travel. I don't know. Like, what would you say to like a Christian that's like, look, like I believe in Jesus, but I haven't yet experienced like this Holy Spirit driven life mm. where there's sort of like a, you know, almost like a clear call every day. I think our first step was kind of like we talked about at the beginning, just our step of obedience to serve, even though we weren't, maybe our whole heart wasn't in it, but we served um, diligently every week and eventually our hearts changed through that experience. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would say just don't stop praying. Like 
I think that we just forget that we have this direct communication with the creator of the universe. When Mm. we pray, like he's actually listening and he's actually responding and, you know, we weren't hearing his physical voice. So like we, he was responding in the changing of our hearts and the transforming of, you know, our minds and the way we were looking at refugees and the way we were Mm. looking at situations and opportunities to love. And, um, that was because we spent a lot of time on our knees and like physically, like that was, that's literal. Um, we were on our knees so many nights and, um, and it was like, you know, you had to actually force yourself to do that. You know, it was like, Hey, we're not just going to like pray sitting on our bed tonight. Like let's actually get on our knees and, um, pray at the base of our couch or whatever, you know? So I just think like our actual posture of like bowing to our God while we prayed too was just, beautiful and it was like a surrender of like and our just prayer was constantly god like we will do anything just tell us Mm -hmm. um and so i don't know having a heart to say whatever you want god i think the other thing too is just being vulnerable with each other like um and 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 the people who surround you with that you're surrounded by i think like even before i travels like traveling was scary to me because i've only lived in omaha i've only traveled to the United States and to even travel the world was a big like step of faith for me. And so I was like, Chase, don't tell anybody that we're thinking about this because <laughs> I don't want people to think we're doing this. Uh, and then, but like the more people that we told, like the more that like I had to talk about it and like think about it and mm. pray about it. And, um, that was really good. It kind of gave me new perspective and it, it helped Chase and I's relationship just, um, that communication and, um, even like before leaving, we said, well, if we come back, we'll, we'll live in the, in the refugee apartment complex. And if like, we never would have said that out loud, it probably never would have happened. Right. It was like, we spoke it out there into the world and there were people that were like, our community was holding us accountable. It's like, <laughs> Hey, like, you don't know what yeah. you're doing with your lives when you came back. But like, remember that when you said that, like, if you didn't have direction when you came back, maybe you'd do that. And it's like, Oh, oh my, no. And it's not like saying it out. It's not like other people are making us No, no. It'd be the mm-hmm. guilt factor that led us to live in the apartments, no. but it was the fact like saying it out loud made it more like it legitimized it. Yeah. It felt valid. Like, like we've, we've spoken this into the world and, and the Lord is, is watching, you know, and he, Um, and, and I think, you know, lastly is just don't forget that like, I don't know, like I just, yeah, maybe I I spend too much time making it clear that I was kicking and screaming, moving into these apartments just because I want to make it so clear that like, this has been the greatest six months of my entire life. And had I just said no, because it was terrifying and uncomfortable and, not my American dream that I had in mind. Um, like, yeah, I mean, I could just cry a thousand tears thinking about what I would have never known I missed out on had I not had, you know, had I not been able to say yes to what Robbie and, um, knew that God was asking us to do. And so, um, yeah, so just, yeah, all that to say that an encouragement to the church is like, just like, if you feel that pushing from God and you are terrified, it's okay. Like, 
and it seems like the worst thing in the world. Yeah, it probably does seem that way. But God is just there. He's in it. He's the one writing your story. Like mm. you've been praying and getting close to your savior. Like he is not going to let that bomb. You know, it's it, it's just like this incredible story that God has waiting for you. So, um, you know, just you're yeah, you're terrified. So was I um, just say yes and do it and. And God will will be there. He just it's it's incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good, guys. Um, well, thank you so much again. Like mm-hmm. honestly, thank you so much. Your thank story you. is encouraging. I know to my wife and I, who my wife who didn't really say much. This whole podcast. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> that's oh, okay. We love you. Um, but yeah, like it is. Um, yeah, it's just a beautiful story to what. Um, yeah, what. It, what it looks like to listen to God, what it looks mm. like to pray, to seek, and to, like, trust, right? Because there's yeah. a huge amount of trust, oh, yeah. especially, like, yeah, the idea that this is, like, God's story, and he's, mm. like, writing it, and, yes. like, oh, what a beautiful picture. Mm. Thank um, you. And so, for Providence, or whoever's listening to this, if you have um, any, like, questions or comments or whatever, please, like, email them to us. Maybe tell us a story about what God's doing mm. in your life. Um, and if you have any of that, email it to info at providenceomaha.org. We'd love to hear what God's doing um, in your life, whether you're in Omaha or around the world. Um, so, yeah, thank you for listening. Let me pray for us real quick. Father, please help us um, to see uh, just so clearly um, the things that you've called us to each day, Lord, um, to hear your voice every day from your word, through your Holy Spirit. Um, but ultimately, would our lives just reflect uh, Jesus and his love um, for humanity, Lord, would we have just gospel reflective lives, lives that um, that we can pour out because they're not our own anymore. They belong to Christ. It's Christ who lives in us. Um, so please, Holy Spirit, would you do that in us? Would you call us um, to, to bigger things, to dream wildly and to trust deeply in you as the sustainer of all life? In your holy name, amen.